Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for turning in to us today on our podcast. My name is Kevin Perich, and I'll be your host today. Uh, we have an exciting day of, to, to share with you. We're going to be speaking uh, on the topic of the things that young adults face and the challenges that they uh, encounter and how to meet those needs. And so I think it's going to be a good show today. I hope you'll stick around with us. We'll be with uh, Chase Campbell, the Minister of uh, College and Young Adults at Wallace Memorial Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, he's, he's going to spend a, a few minutes with us, kind of sharing about himself and about all the things that uh, he's dealing with. And Chase has uh, been there for a short time, but we've known him for a while. And uh, he, he is just such a great guy. So I'm excited about him being here on our show today. I'm excited to be here too. Now, now Chase is a graduate from Southeastern. And so he's kind of been around for a while. He, uh, he's uh, from Knoxville area. And uh, so uh, has a, has a, uh, a great background in entertainment and grew up and all that. So he, he has a lot of good experiences and a lot of good stories, I'm sure, to tell. Hey, uh, Chase, tell me a little bit about your family. Gosh, right now, immediate family is me and then my wife, Erin. Uh, we've been married for about almost five years now. Uh, she is a genetic counselor. So she does cancer prevention services for the University of Tennessee right now. It's a it's a really fascinating industry. Yeah. So it's a great job she has, and she gets to help a lot of people. And then we have a dog named Knox. Uh, he generally likes to take naps and go hiking and run around. He's a great addition to the family. Yeah. Tell us what what's his mix again? He we think he's like a Malinois or a Carolina dog. He's definitely a Labrador on paper yeah. right now because <laughs> that's uh we don't really know for sure. He was a rescue. We, he was actually living in the wild with thirteen other puppies. Wow. When the rescue got him, so he's our wild dog. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, uh, Chase, let's kind of dive into this. I know we have a lot to talk about. Let's so, do it. So tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about your calling to the ministry and really about your passion for that. Yeah, um, being called to the ministry, I was kind of aimless in my 20s. I uh, I spent a, a good bit of time just devoting myself to snowboarding and mountain biking and working at a gear shop. And during that time, I slowly started to get into teaching. I really enjoyed teaching people about what the Bible says. And I got to where I was working my schedule around being able to go do camps and retreats and that type of thing. And I was at a camp. Uh, oddly enough. And it was one of those things where I was like, hey, I really like doing this. Maybe this is what I should do with my life. And it was God just kind of really affirmed, yes, this is what I want you to do. Thanks for finally listening to me. Uh, I really like helping people understand what they believe. It's one thing to say, yes, I agree. I believe this. But it's a whole other thing to really understand it and apply it to your life and let that change not only your day-to-day, but the trajectory of your whole life. What does God have for you? How does Jesus' sacrifice and his salvation change the direction of your life and what you're going to do with everything? Well, uh, what about trends? Uh, I think I know you knew, have been into this long enough that you have kind of seen some trends. Probably have done a lot of studying, and you really have to be on the 
the firing line to be able to be able to meet the needs of uh, the college age and young adults. So what do you see trending right now, do you think? Wow, yeah, trending definitely from when I started. So I graduated high school in 2002 and kind of graduated into our college ministry. And that was a thing that a lot of people were just kind of trying to figure out as they went. Like, well, we don't have a youth group for these people to go away from, and we don't really know what to do with people this young. So it ended up being a lot like a grown-up youth group in a lot of ways, very event hangout based. And one of the things that I definitely see in college and young adult ministry is it's kind of shying away from the those more structured events and becoming a much more organic relationship process right now. Definitely with college students, I think that's what they crave. We kind of live in a digital world, and so what the church can really provide for them is a place to be in person with people, to provide a type of community atmosphere for them. Plus, with college students, they are in a time in their life where all of their schedules are changing. They've been living with their parents Uh, They've been living in these semester-to-semester, high school, summer, someone else's schedule, someone else's rules, and all of a sudden they have their own life ahead of them. And so they really need the type of relationships with other Christians, with other people in their lives, with church members, especially with older church members. We tend to think of college as like a separate thing. But having those relationships with young married couples, with uh, young people who are single, with older couples who have been around for a while, people with kids, they get to really kind of ground their life when they're trying to figure out how to live life on their own. So that relationship based and that multi-generational kind of inclusion, I think, is a trend that I'm seeing in college ministry. That we're not just saying, oh, you're in college, it's time to have fun, but college is a time to direct your life you're making a lot of decisions that are going to impact you long term. And you're also developing what you think about the world. You're having to deal with some things on an intellectual level in class and then on a practical level in living on your own that you're saying, all right, well, I really need to figure this out. And the trend of going more relational you know, away from a Sunday school and more to a home-based small group. We don't even really spend a lot of time in lessons now when we do our small groups. We spend a lot more time in discussion, making sure we know what's going on in someone's life, uh, being able to pray for each other. We're devoting two full nights even of our Bible study to just praying for each other in our college department. You really want to make sure that they know you care about them. So so I take it, you, you've kind of touched on this. What are some real things that they're facing today that they're struggling with for those young adults and college age? Oh, absolutely. I would say there's two major struggles. Uh, one is how to have real relationships in a, in a digital world, because our world right now is really easy to check out of. You can go home and put on Netflix and troll some social media sites, and you can occupy yourself, in a sense, for an entire night. And you don't actually have to make any real contact with anyone. There's actually, I just learned this this week, there's a minister of loneliness Hmm. in England now. It's mainly for older people who can't get out, who can't get their own food. But people are recognizing that this disconnect from other people is becoming somewhat of a social epidemic because it's really easy to do when you can go home and you can be completely entertained and wrapped up until you go to bed and then get up and do it the next morning. That's just an easy thing to do as opposed to the other side. One of the biggest challenges that we face in ministry and that young adults face is it's hard to go out and build new relationships. 
sometimes it was really easy in high school or elementary school because you got thrown in a class with people and they were your friends because they sat beside you and you were with them every day. When you don't have the same people when you go to college, you might be with all new people. You might have some friends that you kind of get thrown in with in the dorm, but by and large, you're out making your own social structures. And then after that, once you graduate and you're in that kind of young adult transitional world, it, it gets even harder because besides the people you go to work with, there's no one who you're necessarily forced to interact with on a daily basis. So you don't end up having to build those bonds. Your social structure and your time are all up to you. And it can be really hard because when you when you graduate college and you go to a job, all of a sudden you don't have a semester to live by. For 23 years of our lives, we get a reset every three months. You get fall semester, spring semester, summer, and every time one of those ends and begins again, you get a reset and you get the start over. And then it's like getting kicked off a cliff into an adult life. You're like, well, what do I do now? And you have to decide where you're going and what you want to accomplish in a much longer term. And it can be really hard to figure out, especially since the world is just different now. So some of the advice that we can get from our parents and grandparents is still very valuable. They have a lot of wisdom, but they don't know necessarily how to deal with the type of economy we live in, where people are struggling with huge student loans and debt and jobs that aren't really paying that much and increased weight, um, prices on everything. If you look at the internet, there's a sizable amount of memes. I feel like that's my generation's language is the meme about like, oh my gosh, things cost so much. And so having to figure out not only how to survive in that world, but then how to make meaningful relationships and how to find a meaningful path to where you're actually going in a direction that gives your life purpose, that's their challenge. And that's why I think Christianity is so important. Right. Christianity is that missing piece. So what is those what is the age group turning to? If if they're not turning to a church, those who are lost, where are they going? Where where are they getting that need met? I think it's different for everyone, and it's different where you are geographically. Uh, sometimes churches are easier go to go to here in the South, uh, where the, our social structures are a lot of times based on churches, and we've grown up in churches. Uh, when I was in I was in Raleigh and Durham, and bottle shops and restaurants and uh, breweries, uh, places like that. That's where you have, when people are lonely and they want to go out and be around people, they just go out to one of those types of places. We're seeing a lot of interest in like different types of clubs and things like martial arts. Uh, the CrossFit movement is a gym movement that's in, essentially based on community. And people are going there as much for the community as they are for the fitness. So we're seeing if we don't meet that as a church, someone's going to market you a product. Mm -hmm. And none of those things are necessarily bad. Like, it's great that you're going to work out with the community and you're finding it there. But th while that's going to help your health, that's not really going to give you purpose in life. Like, if you hurt your knee, all of a sudden you've lost your community there. Yeah. As opposed to in the church when I can say, hey, you were made for a purpose. You were made for a reason. And God has this plan for your life. Regardless of what happens, that church family can be there. So so you at uh, Wallace, how are you all directly meeting that need right now? Uh, we are really trying to meet that need through consistency. I would say that is our paradigm right now for our college and young adult ministry is we want to make sure that they know we're going to be there every week in the same places and that we're going to continue to care about them. We do a Bible study every Tuesday night. 
from 7 to 8 p.m. Our department actually owns a house that is right by our um, campus's uh, parking lot. And so we meet in that house. We have... We get together, we host away games, uh, have barbecues there. Sometimes we'll just feed people after lunch there. Uh, and then one of our volunteers, his name's Travis Gordon, he was actually doing my job as a volunteer for about a year and a half and doing a fantastic job. The reason I had something to come to is because we have great volunteers and members at our mm. church wow. that stepped in. But we still meet at his house every Sunday night. And that's where I talked about we're really getting into people's lives. We're sitting down for two or three hours sometimes and just talking with people, finding out how their week is going, watching some TV, playing some games together, really forging relationships. Yeah. So we want to, we're meeting that need right now through consistency. And so what we're trying to learn how to do is to build new relationships because that's hard. If you could go home and watch Netflix and it's really easy, and sometimes you do that because going out and meeting new people and having to break through the awkwardness of a first-time relationship and get to know a whole room of people, especially a room of people that knows each other already, can be really difficult and you feel out of place and it's hard. So one of the things we're learning as a church staff and then our church members are how do we make new people feel comfortable in this environment so that they can become part of our family. That's hard for them to come in and that's hard for us to do. Sometimes it's really hard to say, hi, you're brand new, be my friend. That just kind of feels awkward for everyone at first. So what do you find that's really the most challenging for you personally uh, with trying to, to reach this age group? Trying to reach this age group, I would say the difficulty is they have a lot of different ways they could go right now. When I was young, sometimes the only thing you had was church. And it was such a regimented, we're always here on Wednesday, we're always here on Sunday. The whole we go to church just because we that's what you're supposed to do, that mentality has fallen away. So I don't necessarily have a captive audience. I have to convince them in some ways that what we're offering in real Christian community, what we're offering in Bible study, what we're offering in accountability and growth is better than going to sporting events. It is better than going out to the brewery. It's better than going to your favorite restaurant for trivia every week. Not that any of those things like you should go to sporting events. I love trivia night. You could probably meet new people there, but it's not something that you're going to focus your life on and that you're going to devote to. When trivia night gets hard, you just don't go anymore. Sometimes when church gets hard, that's when you really need to dig in. So asking people to make the effort when sometimes it's really hard to do that. I have a core group, though, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, And they have really, they stuck by this ministry before I was even there. And so they are really devoted and they are learning how to help other people do that. Well, uh, one more question. Uh, how, How do how in your, all of your experience, how does taking your group away to an overnight or out of its your particular area, how does that impact your group? If you can choose like one thing to do with your budget out of the year, I would suggest that that be it. Like if you are a pastor listening to this and you're like, ah, oh, do I go away or do I just do some small things? Getting people out of those rhythms that they're already in. The reason we see so many people retracting is because it's easy to make your own rhythm at home by yourself. 
you have your phone, you have your TV, you have your computer, you have work, you have shows you're watching. There's all these things that are these behaviors that kind of become programmed into who you are. And when you can get people to step away from that, it kind of makes them look up. It's If you're sitting down and reading a book and you kind of get in this rhythm and all of a sudden you hear a noise and it kind of wakes you up and all of a sudden you're aware of this room, I feel like a retreat, getting a group together, taking them overnight, it's that same type of thing. It wakes you up and makes you aware of what's around you because it has broken your concentration. They actually teach uh, if you want, if you're a salesman and you want to get someone's attention, that you touch them on the shoulder and then you look away at the same time because you're showing signs of disinterest and interest. And they say that breaks someone's preconceived thought, and then all of a sudden they can hear what you say. So anything you can do to break someone's rhythm or their preconceived thought is a good thing. We go on retreats and we go on mission trips every year. Being able to go on a retreat where you can say, hey, focus on the long term instead of just the short term. I think getting away, especially to somewhere quiet, somewhere with less digital distraction, somewhere without your parents and your job and those things that kind of cause you a little bit of anxiety. When you can really focus, you can think about, well, what do I want my life to be like? What's really going on with me? You get to see your blind spots are blind. But if you get a new perspective from talking to someone else, being more involved that weekend, actually listening to a speaker, hearing what they have to say and being able to apply that. Just being in that new environment gives you a whole new perspective. We also do international mission trips, and that's a perspective shatterer. When you think, oh, I'm a broke college student, I don't want to have anything, and then you go to a country that is entirely undeveloped where people are a good job is making $8 a week, all of a sudden you become very thankful for what you have. So I can take someone and break their worldview down there, and they can see what God is doing in their lives and what they can do for others in a very different type of way. It's like I said earlier, Christianity is always the missing piece. It's Jesus's desires for you and your life, which we find in the Bible, that's what's going to make sense of why is my daily routine messed up? Like, why am I unsatisfied in my life? And so being able to go on a retreat and think about that and see it more clearly is going to help you long term. That's why you do this regularly. We try to do it three times a year. And then going on an international mission trip not only helps break you, but shows, okay, this is what God wants me to do in reaching out to other people because I need to give them this missing piece that I've found. Well, Trace, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share with a little bit about your heart and about your ministry. You're doing a great job at Wallace Memorial. I pre- appreciate you coming and being with us. Uh, I'd like to thank also our listeners, our, our audience, for joining us t- today, and I hope that you join. Turn in next time. And if you'd like a little bit more information about us, you can go to TennesseeBaptistCamps.org, or you can follow us on Facebook. You can do a search for Carson Springs Baptist Conference Center or Linden Valley Baptist Conference Center. I hope that you'll tune back in next time on our next podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.